It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phrases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's Your Life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Hello, welcome to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and wow, Noah, I tell you, it's Monday. We begin in a new week, and... And, and with this guest, man, you're starting it off right, starting it off big. Hey, man, we, we do it big or we don't do it at all. <laughs> so, That's a good way to do it. And I tell you, uh, for, for the audience, listen to the audience out there, if you don't know, this guy in studio with us today is a movie director, big time, got so many things going on out there, has won almost every award uh, recently and still winning, uh, especially in the short film industry and main film industry as well. So if you want to be part of the conversation before we even get started, that's one 888 Again, that's one 888 We got Mr. Russell Emanuel in studio today. I'm excited, Noah. I am too. You know my big love for movies, so this is going to be a rip roaring time. And, and you know, uh, 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 on Star Trek: Deep Space Nine, he knows Quark. <laughs> like I was saying off the air, I'll pay a lot of gold press latinum to get Quark to call in. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I tell you, my, my wife is a is, is a movie buff. Me, I, I can take it and leave it, but uh, I like I like a lot of you know Star Trek. I mean, I'm just a trackie all the way, and. Uh, you know, I like other movies when she make me watch them, you know, but uh, but she loves them. Tell them about it, babe. I'm a movie buff. I mean, I know stuff from music and just like, for example, John Williams and just just old classic muse- movies. I just love movies. I mean, really good movies. That's why I'm excited to have Rusty Manuel on the show today. He's going to share some knowledge with us and just talk about the film industry as a whole. So we're really excited. Well, I'm excited as well. And, uh, you know, Russell, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm good. How are you doing? Man, I'm excited. Uh, I'm doing just fine. And and uh, I'm just so happy that uh, you took the time to come all the way from Huntington Beach. It's not really <laughs> that far. Maybe it's like an hour, hour and a half at, you know, at most. But, no, thank you so much for having me. And uh, I know that, just like I said, our listening audience is in for a thrill I know I can see uh, uh, my producer. He he got a grinning ear to ear, man. (laughs) You know, I'm with Michelle. Oh yeah. Hey, I tell you what. Hey, Chuck, can you tell our listening audience a little bit about our show today? Yes, I'd be happy to, JC. It's welcome to have a fellow Huntington Beach um, member of a guest guest here tonight. Um, Tonight's show is about receiving an up close and personal look at the film industry through the eyes of a young, talented, award-winning American director, producer, and independent filmmaker. It's understanding the film industry during these COVID-19 and lockdown times, and it's unleashing great practical advice for those pursuing a film career. This guy's incredible, and uh, I, I probably didn't introduce my uh, my co-hosts and my a show contributor the right way, but you know we we got Michelle Cooley here tonight, and uh, and we got Chuck Trenoni. He's at home in Huntington Beach, but uh, he's still with us as well. And as you always know, I got my great producer Noah here. You know, so I'm excited. And you know what? I, I tell you, Michelle, can you just introduce our guest? <laughs> yes, Rusty Manuel. Russ Emanuel is an award-winning American director, producer, and independent filmmaker, having directed such actors as John Hurd, Robert Picardo, Vincent Pastore, Helenis O'Connor, 
Hallie Kate Eisenberg, Jeremy London, Ryan Hurst, William Devane, Marina Sirtis, Sean Kenny, Armin Schumerman, and Gary Graham. He grew up in both Japan and the United States and graduated from USC to study cinema television. He founded Russell Productions in 2002 to promote his films, including Girl Without Gun and documentary Restoration of Paradise. Presently, Whisper marks Emmanuel's fifth foray into feature filmmaking after directing PJ, Chasing the Green, The Legends of Nathia, and Occupants. The James Cooley Show, it's your live, proudly presents the amazing Russ Emanuel. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Russ. Welcome to the show, my friend. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me again. Oh, man. Come on, man. Uh, I've been thinking about this ever since you accepted. Hey, Russ, can you tell our listening audience a little bit more about you and your background? Yeah. So I was born in Alameda, California. And for any Star Trek fans out there, Alameda is uh, where the nuclear vessels are in Star Trek Four: The Voyage <laughs> Home. Um, but yeah, I moved uh, back and forth between uh, Japan and the United States. Uh, I lived... Um, in Los Alamitos, which is, you know, um, close to Huntington Beach. Um, I also lived in Kobe, Japan. Um, and, you know, I graduated high school in Kobe in 1995. Then I went to USC. So, yeah. Well, you know, we got Japan uh, in common because I lived there for yeah. seven years myself. So, yeah. and uh, a lot of places that, that you name, especially up uh, uh, toward Misawa. Yeah. And, uh you know, I just had so much fun. That was my best duty station where I did not want to leave, <laughs> you, know, you know, so. Russ, so have you always had a passion uh, for the film industry? Uh, what drove that? Well, it's uh, funny. Michelle mentioned John Williams. Uh, John Williams is, was my, is my inspiration for um, getting into film. Uh, his scores for films like uh, Richard Donner's Superman, uh, of course, Star Wars, Indiana Jones, uh, Jurassic Park, Harry Potter, you name it. Um, I, I think what really did it for me was um, the scene in Jurassic Park. Um, and I saw that in the theater. This is back in 1992. But it, it, I, I lived in Japan and movies in Japan, they come out like six months later. So I saw it in, I'm sorry, 1993 or whenever that movie came out. And I, I remember the scene um, in the helicopter at the beginning of the film, and they're approaching Isla Nublar. And I remember the cinematography, the acting, and especially John Williams' music. And it, it was just so magical. And I think that really hooked me. So for me, yeah. And I, I'm a big Star Trek fan. I, I won't <laughs> deny that. You know, yes, I have directed Star Trek actors, but uh, I, I just love Star Trek. It really is uh, Gene Roddenberry, who's the creator of Star Trek. He has this uh, beautiful take on humanity and the future. And I, I just love that optimistic outlook. So, yeah. Wow. You know, so who are some of your, your biggest influences that uh, that keep you focused on, you know, driving and, and, and creating the best film possible? You mean like people that inspire me? Well, yes. I, I would yes. say, uh, you know, people like, of course, John Williams, Steven Spielberg, uh, Alfred Hitchcock, um, you know, just, just the classics. Um, in terms of uh, just somebody I know, somebody I work with, uh, you know, on quite a few feature films, it'd be Howard Nash. Uh, I, you had both of us on the show. I think, I, I think Howard ago. is going to call in tonight. I, I hope he does. <laughs> but uh, Howard uh, took a chance on me, um, you know, good, like, 14 years ago and because of him we um i directed my first feature film called pj which is now called heaven's messenger and the lead actor in that film was the home alone dad john hurd so for me i owe howard a lot oh yeah he's a good man he's a good yeah, man he is hey how um russell how long you've been in this film industry business um so i think about 2002 is when I, you know, professionally, professionally. So, yeah, I have done films before that, but they were like student films and whatnot. So professionally, yes, I did a film called uh, Girl with Gun. It's a short film, but that film, um, it got it, it opened the doors for me, basically. It got into places like uh, the San Diego Comic-Con, which was a really big deal for, for me. And then my filmmaking partner, um, who's my filmmaking partner to the present day, his name is Emil Harris. We're actually working together on a film called Staycation, which I would love to talk about later on. But yeah, I mean, it's, uh, that's, that's 
Did I answer your question? <laughs> yes, you did. Okay. You did. But, but you know what? I, we 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 certainly gonna talk about staycation. Staycation. Yeah. We're gonna talk, but we gonna have to take a station break right now, and then we gonna come back, and we really gonna dive into. I, I'm looking at my producer. He cannot wait to ask you a question. We will be back. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. FM 96.1 and AM 1170, The Answer. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley and I'm pumped. I am pumped. No, I am pumped. I can tell why you're pumped. I'm pumped <laughs> for the same reason. This is good stuff. Oh man, this is good stuff. Hey, no, no. You, you got it? I have like nineteen <laughs> questions at least lined up, but I have, but I can narrow it down to two. Okay. First off, one of my huge inspirations over the years for different reasons has also been John Williams. I'm very curious, Russ, if you had to pick one, and I know it's rough. If you had to pick one John Williams piece, would it, which is your favorite? You know, one that really just soothes me. You know, when when I go for walks, uh, is a score called "The Accidental Tourist." Um, I don't know. It's it's not one of his more famous scores, but it's actually a very very soothing. Very, it's like it's more like underscore. I, I would say that would be the score. And my second question for you is: you know, we've been talking a little bit about Star Trek. Yeah. My all time favorite Star Trek actor has been Jonathan Frakes. Have you ever worked with Jonathan? Because I know he's huge into directing. And if so, what do you think about the guy? I unfortunately have not worked with Mr. Frakes, and I think he's amazing. In fact, uh, he had a he has a nickname uh, as a director, Two Takes Frakes, uh, because he and it's, it's actually very good. So basically, when you make a film, uh, you do okay, take one, take two, right, and sometimes take three and even more. Uh, some directors they do a lot of takes. Well, Jonathan Frakes, from what I hear, he just uh, does two. And then he moves on. And when your film costs money, right? So when you can only when you only can do two takes versus three or four, you save the the studio a lot of money. So they love him. They, That's oh, I why bet. he directed uh, Star Trek: First Contact, one of the greatest Star Trek, Star Trek films of all time. Yes, it was. And I would think uh, I would say that that is probably as close to horror that Star Trek will ever come. Would be Star and it's Trek pretty First close. Contact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Russ, I have one for you. you. You've raised money using crowdfunding. How did that go, and what was that like? It was very stressful. <laughs> um, basically, when you crowdfund, and crowdfunding for people who don't know, it would be like uh, Indiegogo, Kickstarter. Um, basically, you ask people for money, but in return, they get a perk. And a perk could be a name, you name a character in a film or you get a DVD or I, I don't know, you know, you, you get to act in a film. 
Um, the reason it's very stressful is um, you have to hit your goal. And our goal, like on a film that I just did is called Staycation, was uh, $20,000. And it's very nerve wracking because, you know, one, you have your reputation on the line. So if you don't reach 100 percent, it doesn't look good. Uh, and number two, um, basically, you have to make sure that everybody who contributes is happy. You know, it, it's very content. So they get you. You have to give the perks, you know, you know, whatever they get, you have to give it to them. You have to fulfill that legal obligation. So, um, you know, I, I consider myself like a digital door-to-door salesman would be the way to put it. Um, and when we did Staycation, we did it through Indiegogo. And we did it right before Christmas during COVID, which was not a good idea. Fortunately, though, we did raise over 200%. So it did work, but... In retrospect, but at the time, no, it was it was very stressful. Would you do it again? Yeah, I would. I would do it again. Um, and I do have a lot of people who believe in me, which I'm very grateful for, and they you know contribute contributed to the campaign. So you know, I don't want to disappoint them. You know. Yeah. Okay. Mm. I don't think you disappoint anybody. <laughs> I, but I got this question: uh, as a producer. A director, independent filmmaker. Uh, what films have you done? I know you mentioned Staycation. Yeah. And I know about American Whispers. Can you tell our listener audience some other, other things that you have done? So I mentioned PJ, which is called Heaven's Messenger. And these are films, by the way, you could see on Amazon Prime or 2 TV. So under Heaven's Messenger, that was my first feature film. My second feature film uh, was called Chasing the Green. Now it's called Big Shots. And that has uh, actors like uh, Ryan Hurst of Sons of Anarchy and uh, William Devane, who was in Alfred Hitchcock's last film, Family Plot. For me, that was a definite treat. So it's called Big Shots. Uh, my third feature film was called The Legends of Nathia. And then uh, Occupants, which is now called Alterverse. Um, that one really put me on the map. That, that film was very successful. Uh, we actually won... Um, the the top prize at Shriekfest, which is one of the top genre festivals, um, and it was um, it screened at the Raleigh Studios um, at the Charles Chaplin Theater. So we won the best sci-fi feature award uh, back in 2016, and that really uh, it propelled my career. And that was why I was able to do a film like American Whisper uh, with Howard. And Howard, by the way, again I mentioned Howard Nash, but Howard Nash has been the producers. Of all my feature films. So, again, I'm very indebted to the man. Well, I'm going to be mad if Howard don't call me in. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, for the listening audience, uh, just in case I forgot, if you want to call in and talk to this great man, that's 1-888-344-1170. Again, that's 1-888-344-1170. Russ, what are the different film genre categories your films are known for and what specific genres do you like the most? So I've done multiple genres. Um, My first feature is more faith based, I guess you could call. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, My second one is uh, biopic. It's based on a true story, as is American Whisper. Um, you know, Legends of Matthias, it's more uh, fantastical, like a fantasy. So it's kind of like uh, Princess Bride. It's again, it's a film from, I think, 1987. It would be the best way, you know, to kind of categorize that film. Occupants, though, is one of my more favorite films, and it's psychological horror. And I just love psychological horror. In fact, Staycation is also horror, it's in the horror genre. So. I, I think we got Howard Nash on oh, the phone. Oh, gosh, Howard. <laughs> hey, amigo. how you doing, Howard? Hello. Hi, amigo. Hello. How uh, you doing, my friend? How you doing? Very well. Just wanted to stop in and say hi and uh, wish everyone well and uh, hope all is well over there on the West Coast. Everything is, is well over here. And, uh, you know, uh, your ears was burning if you weren't listening because we was, we've been talking about you about the last couple of minutes. Uh. Yeah, in a good way. <laughs> in a good, in way. a good way. In a good way. <laughs> Always <laughs> nice to have it in a good way. Thank you. You know, so That's both good. of you guys have worked together. And, and just like uh, Russ had mentioned that uh, you've been a producer of most of the major films. Can, can, can both of you guys talk about that a little bit? Uh, the, the report. Just stop. Uh, 
Well, yep. well, that's my dog in the background there. But, um, <laughs> uh, no, we, uh, we, we, you know, if it ain't, if it, uh, what, what's the saying? If it's, uh, it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we had some good, uh, collaborations on, uh, on several films. And really after the first, we even just kept working together because, uh, it, it just worked out so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, no reason to, you know, to kind of, look or think about other things when what you got in front of you is working out just fine. So yeah, that, no, that was my, uh, my perspective. No, it's, it's been a wonderful collaboration and, you know, I really thank you for, you know, taking a chance on me. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Same here. Same here. <laughs> and, uh, it all worked out, uh, very, very well. And, uh, I just, uh, you know, wherever we go, including here, you know, we'd like to just offer our, uh, support and, uh, say howdy and, uh, you know, just, uh, uh, offer our, our very best, you know, whenever Russ and I have a gig somewhere. Mm-hmm. So that, that's why I just wanted to say hi and it's a little late here in New York and I'll just, uh, you know, go back and prepare to, uh, you know, meet the sun in the morning. <laughs> so, so you, you you back in New York right now, not in Florida. <laughs> no, so, I'm in Florida now, but it's it's still uh, East Coast, oh, yeah. and I'll be uh, headed out to New York um, in about two weeks. I think a little less than that, and um, still going to be East Coast. So, yeah, it must be uh, roughly seven thirty over there by you, and uh, <laughs> you know, I wish it was uh, that early here, but unfortunately. Uh, we suffer the consequences depending on what time of the day, uh, you know, you want to go to work. So, and, uh, I often wish uh, it was in the reverse because if I get up at seven in the morning, there's plenty of people to call on the East coast because it's 10 o'clock over there. Um, and I can't do that. I can only do it later at night, you know, when that's, uh, when, when the LA people are st- starting to, you know, meet yeah. the day, but, <laughs> It all works out. But I just want to say hi and give my uh, support to everybody. And uh, I'll have a great show. And uh, James will be talking to you uh, hopefully uh, in the weeks ahead. In the next couple of days. Uh, it's always a pleasure chatting with you. And thanks so much for calling in, always. my friend. You thanks, got amigo. It. Take care. Russ, what countries or locations have you traveled to film? And which location did you enjoy the most and the least? Well, I've... Uh uh, filmed uh, in I, how many states? So I, I filmed in New York. I filmed in New Jersey. Just talking about United States right now. Um, and I, of course, filmed here in California. Um, and let's see, for PJ, we filmed in New, in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Chase and Green, we filmed in New York. Uh, for Occupants, we filmed here in L.A. Nathaya, we filmed here in L.A. And uh, American Whisper, we filmed in New York and New Jersey. Um, however, talking about out of country, um, I actually had the privilege and honor to film in the Canary Islands. And for wow. anybody <laughs> who doesn't know where the Canary Islands is, it's not the Cayman Islands, which I thought it was. <laughs> it's the Canary Islands off the coast of North Africa, uh, specifically wow. Morocco. So, yeah. And I did wow. that for a film called The Assassin's Apprentice 2, who the produ- the, the head producer is Paul, Paul Hickman. So we flew out there a couple months before COVID struck, actually. So we actually went out there during the right time. And we filmed on a beach. This is just one little segue. We filmed on a beach where they filmed the scene of The Witcher that, you know, starred Henry Cavill. Mm-hmm. And we filmed at the exact same beach. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So I, I guess you had a lot of fun over there. How, how long were you over there filming? Uh, we were there for probably a week. Yeah, we were there a week, and uh, we—I'm a foodie, or I used to be before I went on my <laughs> diet. But I—we we ate a lot of delicious seafood there. Um, and and for anybody who doesn't know, the Canary Islands is actually where Christopher Columbus uh, prepped uh, his three ships, kind of famous three ships, mm. to discover the New World. So just FYI, wow, so the Canary Islands. <laughs> that is, you know, you you mentioned, and we're gonna take take a station break, but mm-hmm. you mentioned uh, P, PJ. I think Howard Stark was the key. Yeah, he was. He, he starred yeah. in that. Yeah, he started with that. Yeah. In that yeah. particular he, movie. If, yes. Yeah. Michelle and I watched that uh, about a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, about yeah. a month or so. Yeah, yeah. so. <laughs> but, uh, no, we're going to take a station break. 
But we're going to come back and continue to talk to this great man. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Streaming now at TheAnswerSanDiego.com and Radio.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And I, you can just feel the vibe in here. Uh, you know, learning about the film industry. You know, you, we got a great... Uh, uh, director in here and uh and and i tell you I, i'm looking at my producer and I, I, i'm just telling you he just smiling and he <laughs> he got him. hey but uh listen audience if you want to call in and and ask this great man a question that's one 1170 again that's 1-888-344-1170 you said you wanted to have him back i think we need to have him back for a whole week of show <laughs> oh, oh yeah a whole week <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> So a couple of questions for you, Russ. First off, I know I, I hate it when people ask me this, but I'm very curious since you work in the industry. Question one, what is your favorite film of all time? Any genre, any time period, doesn't matter. And my second question for you is, what is your favorite part working in the industry of the filmmaking process? Something that you, re- you really connect to, that you're very passionate about. Obviously, that goes hand in hand with directing. Uh, it would be The Empire Strikes Back. Oh, I is, love you so much. <laughs> yes, which is Star Wars. Um, and I, I think the, the process I love the best. Um, well, two. One, when, 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 you know, when I'm filming and, and then the performance, you know, from the actors, I could feel it, you know, and, and, and the shot is working. There's nothing like that. It's movie magic, you know, especially and, when you have the right actor and they're giving yeah. that very authentic performance. Yeah. And then you could just feel it and you're like, that's it. That's the take. Okay. We can move on, you know, and that's just the best feeling. Um, number two would be, uh, during the music process, actually, because again, you know, I became a filmmaker because of John Williams. So I love, Film music. So. I always say when I'm watching a movie, and I've seen both, where a movie is either made exponentially greater because of the music, or you have a really bad soundtrack mm-hmm. and it kills the movie. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, uh, the film that I just mentioned, Assassin's Apprentice Two. So uh, there's a score. Uh, one of the scores that you know we're we're kind of like looking to is Run Lola Run. It's a 1998 German film, and it has this really great you know electronic score. It just works so well in that film, and you know that's the style and vibe that we're combining with uh, kind of a Spanish guitar element. Uh, because again, the film um, for Assassin's Apprentice Two. Uh, we filmed in the Canary Islands. It actually takes place in the Canary Islands, and that actually is an island chain of Spain. So we're going to put a little Spanish flavor to it. Sounds like it's going to have a good score. I hope so. <laughs> Man, it, it does. You know, out of all the actors and actresses that you have worked with, uh, which one of them stand out and which one ones uh, do you like working with the most? You know, I will always be indebted to John Hurd, the Home Alone dad, because he was my first main actor in my first feature film. And the fact is, when I directed him, I was nobody. I was 29 years old, and he took a chance on me, you know, and he believed in me, and I'm very, very grateful. Um, 
I would say another one that's very much up there is Robert Picardo, who I've worked with for uh, on six films. And Robert Picardo, some people may know, is the holographic doctor in Star Trek Voyager. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he we worked together on PJ, Chasing the Green, The Legends of Matthias, Occupants, um, and The Assassin's Apprentice in my documentary on the Bolsa Chica wetlands for anybody who's a Huntington Beach aficionado. I did a documentary on that, and he was a narrator. Reader. Wow. Okay. Hey. wow that is, That's big. Yeah, that is big. Well, Russ, you know, we've all been going through COVID-19. What's your, what's been your filming experience with COVID-19 during the lockdowns and the quarantines? So I, I keep mentioning the film Staycation. We did actually film in November of last year, uh, part of it, wow. uh, with uh, the actors Olivia Davo and Sean Kenny. And uh, we had to go through very strict COVID uh, compliance in order to film. So um, it, it was it – was, um, I'm, I'm very glad that – Nobody tested positive on my set, um, but it, it was very strict, very, very strict uh, COVID compliance we had to follow. A COVID compliance officer, PPE kits. We had to get air, fil- air filtration units from Herc Rentals. Uh, you go on and on. It, it was a little bit of a nightmare. You know, I, I, I we got a caller on the phone. Uh, Paul wants to talk to you. Uh-oh. Hey, welcome to the show, Paul. Hello. Hey, how you doing, Paul? Welcome to the oh, show. Very good. Enjoying yeah. the show. I, I tuned in a few minutes ago, and I think I had the pleasure of hearing Howard Nash uh, just dialing off. Is that right? Uh, yes. Yeah. How? Yeah, yeah. I've worked. I've worked with him before. He's he's terrific. Yeah, and I, I was mentioning the Canary Islands, Paul. And yes, stuff. and then I heard the Canary Islands, and I said, "Well, I'm going to have to dial in and say hello." <laughs> and- <laughs> Yes, Paul, Paul and I, we both went to the Canary Islands to film with our lead actress, uh, Tara Page. So, uh, so you and guys... And one of our executive producers, right? Yeah, Kyosuke Mukai. Kyosuke, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you so guys working together there? The Canary Islands, uh, doing all the, all the different roles that you have to do to, to film. So, something. No, it, it was something. And yes, we are actually working very closely together on uh, the post-production of The Assassin's Apprentice 2. Um, so right now we're actually um, dealing with um, visual effects, uh, sound design, ADR. Uh, ADR is automated dialogue replacement, which is uh, what the actors need to do if they need to re-record audio in post-production. So I, like I say, Russ, I, I tuned in a little bit late. Um, so I don't know if you've already talked about how many Star Trek fans are in the production of this particular film and how many actual Star Trek actors that we've worked into the two different Assassin Apprentices? Well, well, we did mention uh, it seems to be a fan favorite in this uh, studio is um, is uh, Armin Shimmerman. Uh, we did oh, mention yeah. Armin, yes. And uh, Armin Shimmerman is one of the actors in Assassin's Apprentice 2. Uh, we also have Gary Graham, uh, who was um, the Vulcan ambassador in Star Trek Enterprise. Uh, but also, we mentioned the first Assassin's Apprentice, which has Robert Picardo and Marina Sirtis, who was Counselor Troy on Star Trek The Next Generation. Wow. And, of course, Sean Kenny in the new one, who Sean is the original Captain Pike. Sean Kenny was the original crippled Captain, Captain Pike. Pike. We have Tracy Coco, and she was uh, Lieutenant J on Star Trek The Next Generation. Am I missing anybody, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure. (laughs) I do know that we got at least one actor from each of the Star Trek series up through the Enterprise. Yeah. Yes, we have. And you guys are talking to two or three of the biggest trackies uh, on this earth. (laughs) You you called into the right show, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, thank you so much, Paul. Thank you so much. Yes, terrific. Okay, thanks, guys. Bye-bye, Paul. Hey, Russ. Um... You know, your, a lot of your films have won different um, awards at film festivals, like, for instance, the American Whisper, the Indie Gathering Film Festival, um, first place drama feature film winner, best lead actor feature Christian Barber. I mean, there's so many film festivals out there. Can you explain to the audience, explain, explain to us what are film festivals and which ones have showcased your films? 
Uh, well, I mentioned Shriekfest for occupants. That That's uh, one of the top horror festivals in the United States. Um, that one... Uh, you know, gave us the best sci-fi feature uh, for American Whisper. We won um, one of the, the indie, indie gathering. That's the one in Ohio. That one uh, treated us very well. Uh, there was a festival in uh, Pennsylvania, Reading Film Festival, and we got one of the top, uh, one of the five prizes they award, which is for Christian Barber, our lead actor, who played Josiah Whisper in the film, and he got uh, best actor in the feature. <clears throat> um, yeah, we we just been. I guess lucky, very grateful that you know we've been winning awards. So you you have won a lot. Uh, fourteen is what I'm looking at right, right now. There, <laughs> there, there's actually more than fourteen. <laughs> but yeah, I want to switch and I want to talk about your new movie, uh, State Staycation. Can can you tell our listeners a little bit about that and um, where you at yeah. with that project and and how great of a movie it's going to be? So, uh, Staycation actually started with a film called Routine. Routine is a, uh, another film that uh, is in the festival circuit. Actually, we got into the uh, San Diego International Film Festival. So, anybody who uh, is in San Diego, that that's a really, really big film festival. And I've never gotten one of my films into there. Uh, routine um, basically started as a camera test uh, for my new uh, 6K resolution camera that I bought last year. <laughs> and I bought it right before COVID started. And of course, I had you know great timing because then the industry shut down and we couldn't film. So we decided, you know what? Okay, so I have this camera uh, and my uh, a DP writer, uh, filmmaker friend, uh, Zemil Harris, I mentioned, uh, we were like, what can we do? So we decided to do a short film. Uh, we filmed at my condo and we got a, a wonderful actress named Paige Laurie Passell, who was not part of the Screen Actors Guild, which is one of the reasons we could use her at that time, because the Screen Actors Guild had shut down also. And she came over and he came over. We filmed for eight hours at my place. Um, and then I employed uh, my uh, Occupants comic book artist, uh, Dave Beatty, who drew for DC and Marvel Comics. Anyway, he drew the third act of that film. So that film uh, got into places like the San Diego International Film Festival, and it attracted a lot of investors uh, to uh, the sequel called Staycation. And Staycation is basically a bigger take than routine, and it, it's about a, an apocalypse, about a pandemic. Boy, can anybody relate to a pandemic? It's in the horror genre. We have actors like Sean Kenny of Olivia Dabo, um, Eileen Dietz of The Exorcist, Kelly Maroney, Lorraine Landon. So we have a star-studded cast. It's in a horror genre and, take, and takes place in a pandemic. And we're actually going to film some more in May and June. So uh, how long have you been working on that one? Uh, since about April of last year. How long do it typically take to uh, uh, complete a movie? Hopefully, we'll be done in 2022, so probably about a year, year and a half. <laughs> you know, I tell you, we're going to take a station break, but we're going to come back and continue to have these great discussions with this great director, you know, Rush Emanuel. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. 
Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, The True Life Coming of Age Story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley, available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. FM 96.1 North County and AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. Down to the last segment. I wish we had more time. Noah, uh, callers, if you want to still call in and ask this man a question, that's 1-888-344-1170. Again, that's 1-888-344-1170. We need to bump the next show. Just give this guy more time. <laughs> Yes, we do. Uh, two questions. Again, first one just kind of tongue in cheek. Uh, did you guys try and get John Delancey for this big, you know, Star Trek reunion movie that you're that you're filming? Because he's one of my favorites too. Second question: Do you prefer practical or computer generated effects when you're making a film? Because I feel that those practical effects still look better. Well, I think uh, we'd love to work with John Delancey, and I will recommend him to Paul Hickman, who called in, <laughs> who's the producer of Assassin's Apprentice 2, and possibly we'll have a third film, so hint, hint. <laughs> um, <laughs> as for practical practical versus uh, visual uh, CGI, let's say, I, I think uh, there, there's uh, advantages in both, um, and I think the best movie that actually employed both um, was Jurassic Park, and I'm talking about the first one, 1993. You had an, animatronic dinosaurs, but in the scenes where he couldn't pull it off, he used CGI. Um, so I, I would say a combination of both I, because, I, honestly, visual facts uh, with the CGI, it, it's actually a very – interesting technology it really is i just don't like it when visual effects become the film and there are films out there where it's just wall-to-wall visual facts and that's all you see and you can't you just my eyes start to hurt when i see all those <laughs> yeah you and i are on the same page because i think yeah. if you use both you almost get a sense when seeing the cg part of the effects mm-hmm. that it's actually more real because yeah. you're kind of remembering the practical effects that just maybe happened moments ago Exactly, exactly. So, you know, I would say use the, the, the CGI effects for choice shots and where you can, you know, where you can't get away with it, basically. Otherwise, practical. Good answer. Thank you. Good answer. Hey, Russ, we do a lot of laughing on this show. We're interested. What was your funny ex- experience on a film? So when I filmed Occupants, um, it, it was a very stressful shoot, and we shot for 10 straight days. We actually uh, rented an Airbnb, and we I, I was living there. I was literally living there. Um, There's one room in the film where you don't see it, and the reason is that was the makeup wardrobe and my bedroom. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that was Neil's office. But you know, the, the funny story is because uh, it was a very stressful shoot. So after the shoot was over, um, somebody – we were trying to name a character and uh, it was uh, my, my friend Jennifer Durst. Uh, she, played the, she played the hand double in the film. And we're like, what should we name her? And uh, somebody said – and it was one of our executive producers of Staycation now, Oscar Pareda. He's like, how about evil hands? And then when, when, he, when he said that, I started bursting in hysterical laughter. And then, Je- and then Jen, Jennifer, she started bursting in hysterical laughter. And then our executive producer on that film, Aaron Redford, started to do that. And we, we just kept going on and on and kept laughing. And we couldn't stop laughing. And it, it got to a point. We were laughing for like 15 minutes. My stomach was hurting. You know, it, it's hysteria because we needed to vent. The shoot was just so stressful. You know, it was a good shoot, but it was a very stressful shoot. So I think that was my funniest moment. Oh, that's awesome. Thanks. Russ, you know, I love original movies. A lot of people love original movies. But it seems these days there's a lot of remakes or remakes of remakes. What is your perspective on original versus remake? Well, you know, um, I, 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 I 
always like this example. Um, you know, uh, there's Henry V is a, is a you know film that has been remade several times, and and I would say you have like a Sir Lawrence Olivier's take on it. You have Kenneth Branagh's take on it. So you know. Um, you know, what really is original by this point? I, I think, you know, everything's been told, but I think what's what's unique is uh, a new person's perspective on the same story. Now, that said, though, yes, you're right. There have been lots and lots of remakes that have been happening and even in Star Trek and Star Wars. And sometimes it could be a little too much. So, you know, I, I think, you know, you, you have a fine balance. You need a fine balance between the two. I get that. Mm. Now, uh, I know we were Star Trek fans here. Uh-huh. We always throwing names out of, you know, actors maybe you can work with like Michael Dorn who plays War for Deep Space Nine as well as Enterprise. Uh, that's no favorite. <laughs> <laughs> but do you work with the same cast and crew for each of your films or you kind of want to diversify sometimes? Uh, I do both. Mm-hmm. I do both. You know, I, I do like to work with the same people, uh, both cast and crew from film to film. But at the same time, you you find gems like Christian Barber. I've never worked with him before uh, before American Whisper. And, and he, he was fantastic. He was Josiah Whisper, the lead, you know, the lead, the protagonist in the film. So, no, I would say it's both. You know, uh, you've been in the game and uh, you watching and uh, you are probably observing a lot of the uh, actors and directors. Is there anybody in particular that you would love to work with? I mentioned Steven Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> I, I look up to the man, and you know he's 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 the master. Have you ever met him? No, no. I I did attend the the seventy fifth anniversary of the USC Cinema School event, and he was there, but I did not meet the wonderful, wonderful producer director Steven Spielberg. Where do you see yourself? I mean, I mean, you are a growing, growing uh, name uh, director. Where do you see yourself in the next two to five years? Oh, uh, <laughs> well, um, <laughs> I, I would love to make blockbuster films. I mean, I went to the school, uh, the USC Cinema School, and that's really, you know, um, the films that, you know, I, I love, like The Empire Strikes Back, I mentioned is my favorite film. So I would love to do films like that. At the same time, I'm a realist. So, you know, I, I'm I'm just I'm very content, very happy with films like you know American Whisper, uh, Occupants, and now Staycation. Staycation is uh, I'm putting a lot of uh, you know sweat and tears into that film right now, and it's it's my love. So yeah. Now, Rush, you really shouldn't have answered your question that way because I'm going to throw another one at you. So <laughs> if you got the chance to direct any really big blockbuster movie, uh, maybe a series that's already out there, what? movie would you make we'd love to make star wars (laughs) 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 we'd love to do a star wars film or a star you know star wars tv show like the mandalorian that'd be awesome that was probably in my mind the greatest thing star wars has ever done since return of the jedi it's a really good show and uh i know it's it's not baby yoda i think it's like Grogu. Grogu. There you go. Uh, But yeah, I I thought he was a very cute addition to the Star Wars universe. (laughs) You know, some of the uh, films that you already got, how can our public uh, view some of these uh, uh, films? So I mentioned uh, Amazon Prime. I mentioned 2B TV. Uh, You can see uh, Heaven's Messenger. You can see um, Big Shots. You can see Ultraverse. You can see American Whisper. Uh, on those uh, platforms. You could see my uh, documentary on the Bolsa Chica wetlands on those platforms, Restoration of Paradise. The one was narrated by Robert Picardo, the great <laughs> Robert Picardo. You know, uh, your websites, what should people go to learn more about you and your company? And So my company is called Russ M Productions, which is actually a combination of my first and last name, Russell Emanuel. Russ M. So RussMProductions.com. Uh, actually, I'm sorry, RussM.com. So R-U-S-S-E-M, M as in Mary.com. And uh, basically, you can see links to all my films there. I always have to throw a, a wrench in this. What will, what would a today Russ uh, <laughs> tell a younger virgin, a 20-year-old Russ? Uh, 
I guess just stick with it and hope and maybe your life will turn around. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Russ, my, Russ at my age of 43 is definitely more content than Russ at, let's say, 23, which, you know, I've at that point haven't even done a professional film yet. So, yeah, that's what I would say. Just stick with it. You know, um, you know, it's, it's, it's passion, you know, and if you love it, just, you know, you can make something happen. Russ, do you have focus on a certain element such as music when you do a film and if so um can you tell us what those are and do you have any famous songs in your films so yeah music music is always going to be one of my prime focuses and you know i i consider the composer uh the uh, unseen actor in the film uh the actor that that elicits emotion if you will um it, it, music is so important and i'm working with uh, my current composer vasilis molesis uh my uh previous composer unfortunately he passed away neil argo he was amazing um he did uh, all the scores from pj up to um uh restoration of paradise and i'm working with vasilis now um as for a famous song yes we uh were we got uh, was it closing time by uh, Semisonic uh, for the end credit song for Chasing the Green, now called Big Shots. So that 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 was something for me. You know, I grew up listening to that song. You know, and for anybody who doesn't know, it's closing time. Na, 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 na. Anyway, I can't sing, but yeah, let's say it's a good song. It's a really good song, and I was so happy to get that song. Yeah. Yeah. How can our, our listener audience? If, I know you already gave out some contacts if they wanted to reach out and. And, and communicate with you uh, even more about what you are doing. How could I get in touch with you? So on my uh, production site, r- russum.com, uh, you can go to contact and you can contact me at russ at russum.com. You know, this has been so great and so fantastic. Uh, wow. I understand a little bit more about the film industry now. And I want to really thank you for taking time to come on the James Cooley show it's your life uh but I was serious about bringing you back because there's so much that we did not cover here and uh just think about it if you get an opportunity I yeah I would love to come back and uh James thank you and Michelle thank you and uh Noah and everybody hey I'd like to thank uh you know my co-host Michelle Cooley uh, and my show contributor Chuck Trenoni but most importantly I'd like to thank our listening audience for taking the time uh, to tune in, and I tell you, we bring it all week, Noah. We got it all week. You set the bar high on a Monday. <sighs> yeah, and, and including um, uh, Wednesday. And no, I haven't told you about that one yet, but uh, it's going to be more of myself, Michelle, and we're really going to. Looking forward to it. Let everybody know uh, about myself and when it's time to go. And when it's time to leave home, when it's time to move, move on from something else, you know, so we're going to talk about that one Wednesday. But uh, tomorrow we got a great show as well. And I tell you, we'll be back the same time, same place tomorrow. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. Thanks for joining us for It's Your Life with James Cooley. To learn more about James, how you can support the show or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Join James weekdays at this same time for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been the James Cooley Show. It's your life where you learn how to dream big, think big, and be big at everything that you do. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley.